0: this is the limo show 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 What's up guys? Welcome uh to the Limo show, Limo here and I got with me a very special guest uh Riley. Welcome Riley. Glad to have you here. Thanks Limo, appreciate it. Welcome. So Riley basically it's a sleep expert, a sleep consultant. He actually manages the website the sleepconsultant.com. And uh yeah man, he got amazing success stories. He's built an incredible community around sleep and all of that. Uh, I've been following his work on Facebook for a while now and I'm glad to have him here. So yeah, glad to have you here, man.
1: Yeah, pleasure beyond. I'm excited to uh, dive in today. Sleep and health and everything else just bleeds into lifestyle, relationships, getting more done in less period of time. So yeah, it's definitely something that everyone needs for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So yourself,
0: maybe for some people who don't know you yet, like what, what's your story again? Like how did you get into
1: this? What made you start yeah. this the sleep movement and, and this career? Yeah, it's a great question. Everybody, everybody asked me the same, like, why sleep? It seems so random. And it was interesting for me, because I started out in finance, I was working like 12 to 18, 18 hour workdays. It's what I went to school for. And uh, everything was going good. And honestly, it was just because I wanted to be rich. And you know, they say, if you want to make money, you know, chase, chase the money, and you'll, you'll eventually um, lead there. And I was working that job probably about t- six to 12 months. But then I started to really, my health started to deteriorate. I was making clumsy mistakes. I was, you know, not making deadlines and long story short, I was forced to quit my job and I was getting brain fog, drinking coffee. And I literally thought I was going crazy. So first place I went to was my family doctor, sent me to like a couple dozen specialists. Turns out, you know, it was a couple months after that, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is pretty much an autoimmune disease that can cause you to feel fatigue. And unfortunately, mine was pretty bad. And they gave me medication, but the side effects from the medication made, made me actually feel worse. So back against the wall, quit my job collecting debt. I was kind of fell into a dark place at the time. This was probably about 10 years ago. And it was at that point that I had to just learn and understand how does the biology, our our biology actually work, like our genetics, our hormones, our gut, our brain neurotransmitters, and how do all these systems communicate with each other. And so I was just diving into the books like hours upon hours a day for just a couple of years. Like this became my obsession. That's all I really thought about. I was masterminding with other people, spending tens of thousands of dollars with doctors around the world. And then I finally felt like I had this thing, you know, this model of better health coming all together. Now, you know, it's it's not as advanced as, you know, the science back then it is now. It would have been a lot easier if I was doing it now. But, um, you know, through this whole thing and doing certifications and different education... One thing I noticed is when I got to, when I started improving like my diet one month, my exercise one month, and my sleep one month, when I got to that sleep month, everything improved for me like beyond what I ever expected. My my biomarkers got better with my blood, my energy started to improve, my brain fog went away. I didn't eat coffee anymore. And I just had this clean slate of energy that lasted from morning until nighttime. And like everything was better. And I my performance shot even further to the, to what it was before. And I was really thinking like, I'm onto something here that people don't really know about. And so it was helping friends, friends of friends. And then I just kind of expanded to the business of what it is today with helping people around the world.
0: Yeah, no, amazing story, man. And I was, because uh, I'm in your program myself. I, I mean, I think it's an amazing program for entrepreneurs to join. And I think definitely sleep is one of the, one of the most important things in life, I mean, you know, if you don't have the sleep, then you're going to be tired all day. You're not going to be able to work efficiently, even in your relationships. I like what you said in your course, like that also affects your relationship because you get yep. you get upset more easily. You yep, I mean, yep. you have um, a harder time managing your emotions, etc. when you lack sleep. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. It, it helps. Uh, it helps a lot with that. Now, what yeah. was the. What was the the ticking point for you where like you, you told yourself, okay, like the threshold where okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna become a sleep expert. That's it, I'm gonna do that. Like, was it the Crohn's disease
1: thing, or was it was it before that, or was it like the moment I thought the moment you did decide, like that's it? Yeah, so it's a great question. And for me, it was Crohn's that really sparked me on this whole entire health journey. And it was also what sparked me on this whole entrepreneurial journey because I realized that I was developing the skill set that nobody is really teaching other people. And, you know, sleep is sort of a blue ocean where people aren't really talking about it. And so the more I went along that journey, Crone sent me on this path where I started helping other people. They told people, they told their friends, friends, their friends, 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 friends. And then, um, yeah, once I remember getting my first paying client. It was at that point that I was able to really have this epiphany of like, wow, I can make an actual business out of this and scale this to the moon. And it was along that same time I was, you know, following a lot of influencers like Gary Vaynerchuk, Alex Becker, Ty Lopez, Sam Ovens, and you know, how they teach things is you take that one skill... And you're able to teach other people in the form of a course. And for me, it started one, it's our one-on-one. And then it's scaled to kind of group-based coaching. And now it's kind of a combination of the two. And so, you know, fast forward, it's probably about seven years later now. It's just really taken a, a whole whole thing of its own.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. No, honestly, it's uh, it's quite amazing. And what where do you see your business in like five, 10 years? Like you still want to do this for like even 10, 15, 20 years? Or you feel like so, at some point you're
1: going to transition into something else? Yeah, it's, it's one question I've asked me again and again and again, myself again and again and again, and I think, you know, I get so much joy in helping people and improving their, their health and their performance, and it's not just about sleep, like it's not just improving sleep for sleep's sake, but when I'm able to see people like turn an eight-hour workday into four hours where somebody who's on sleep medication and a bunch of, you know, pills or people who are diabetic, now they're not diabetic anymore. Their doctor said they're in very dangerous health and now they're feeling better. And you see these transformations compared to working in finance, looking at spreadsheets all day. It is like a night and day difference of how you can change that for people. But especially in the realm of relationships, like I see, you know, husband, wife on the verge of divorce. And they're just horrible people to be around because they themselves are just like miserable people to be around no matter who they are around. And so when we're able to improve who they are as a person, they're more easygoing. They want to help out people more. They're more present, um, you know, and it just reflects. And I think just the polarity between the the man and the woman is just so much more solidified that way. And just naturally that dynamic, gets a lot, a lot better. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you, you want to become a better leader. Another interesting one actually is sales calls. You know, I I send all my clients an aura ring where you can track your sleep and see, but I've been able to correlate a higher sleep score with higher closing rates on the call. Because if you think about it, you can use all, say all the words you want, all the sales tactics, anything, even when you, you know, when it comes to pickup or girls or anything else, you can say the line, but it's the communication behind the line that actually matters, the delivery of it. But if you're more focused, more awake. Um, you know, the timing is better and you don't even notice it. It's when you're fully rested that you're able to do it. And sometimes you don't even know why it's just effortless. It's like, how did I close that call? It felt effortless. Well, that was because you focused on your biology. So everything's running all pistons. You don't have to force anything anymore. It's coming from like this power dynamic where it's just effortless.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I, I've noticed that myself too. Like when you have better sleep, etc., like the micro calibrations are way better, yeah. like in your tonality, in your facial expressions, in the way totally. you speak. And you can come up with stuff that you wouldn't have thought about if you're super tired. Because if yeah. you're super tired, yeah. if, if you're in sales, if you're super tired, you're going to stick yeah. by the script mainly. You're going to yes. stick a bit by the script. But when, yeah. when you sleep better, you can like come up with stuff and you can just like, yeah, uh, can better. Th- yeah, can think better. Yeah, totally. definitely. Um, and so. One question that I have is what are some of the common things that you've seen entrepreneurs struggle with when it comes to sleep? What are some of the common mistakes that entrepreneurs do or some mm-hmm.
1: most people do and how how can they avoid them? For sure. So one of the biggest ones, you know, a lot of them either two two issues. One is they're they can't get to sleep because their mind is just racing. They think what they have to do the next day or they're waking up in the middle of the night, whether they have to wake up to go to the bathroom, whether they have to wake up to, they're just thinking about something. They feel anxiety or they just wake up and they don't know why. And they can't get back to sleep. And now they, you know whether Let's say they wake up at 4am. They have to wake up at 6am. Typically they're just like, okay, I'm going to wake up early. Now I'll drink coffee and get on with, get on with the day. But if you do this day after day, week after week, your biology, is you know you're going to be burning the candle one from one end to the other and it's just going to cause you to feel what we just talked about where you're not able to be your best self in every single situation some of the things that people can do though so sleep comes down to a number of things and it's overall inflammation in the body depending if you want to take a long-term approach or a short-term approach short-term approach i could give you stuff all day long you take melatonin you know, a sleeping pill. You could take. You know, like essential oils beside your bed. You could have. Um, you know, any forms of supplements. You could do like a meditation. Um, some people like to drink alcohol, even though that deprives sleep. But getting to sleep, it could be easier for some people to really wind down, shifting from like fifth gear down to first gear. And that's a short-term approach, but it's kind of a band-aid on the symptom that's happening. It's not actually getting to the root cause. I like the philosophy more that we get to the root cause of where is this actually coming from. Now the symptom doesn't manifest in the first place and it's sustainable for the rest of our life. And when we when we do that way, yes, the upfront cost might be a little bit more work. But if we just take that investment in ourselves, think of it like a bank account. You know, if we're always running this deficit each day and we don't prioritize sleep, the next day we're not going to be able to feel as good. Versus if if we bank that. Um, The night before it's going to pay us dividends the next day. And so what we can do to improve our sleep, a couple different things, taking this longer term approach is completely dark room, just going through the basics here, dark room, cold bedroom, um, cold bedroom. We want, we also want, you know, you can do essential oils, not looking at any blue light sources like your phone or anything else. Two hours, ideally before bed, but one hour, I would say, at a minimum. A recent study came out, one hour of blue light before bed reduces melatonin by 90%, which is our master sleep hormone, oh, which is huge because we need that for our deep and our REM sleep. Now, each night, we need about 90 minutes of deep sleep and 90 minutes of REM sleep. The deep sleep is in the first cycle of our sleep. So, If we sleep eight hours, think of the four first four hours of more deep sleep, so restoring our physical body. REM sleep, that most of us know... And the second form of our, the second stage of our sleep is REM sleep. Now, REM sleep is restoring more of our mind. If we wake up in the middle of the night, though, we're not going to be getting enough REM sleep. And that's why we can feel groggy a lot the next day. And so we have to minimize that as much as we can. So, what do we do about it? A big reason we wake up in the middle of the night is because we're riding this blood sugar roller coaster where blood sugar shoots up and now our body has to secrete um insulin to bring it back down then it goes too low and then our our body has to shoot in cortisol to bring it back up and our body isn't used to it so we should be between like plus one minus one but now if we're going plus two minus two plus three minus three It's, it's just way, way, way out of its boundaries that's going to cause us to wake up in the middle of the night. So focusing on like low, you know, healthy diet overall, it's very important for this, Um, especially our last meal before bedtime. We won't, we don't want to have anything too heavy before bedtime or too sugary before bedtime, not having any meals, you know, four to five hours before bedtime time would be ideal you could still have something like blueberries and like honey or like good good sources of fat are good to regulate blood sugar like cashew butter almond butter peanut butter uh, you could even have like an um, avocado before bed those are excellent as well um, beyond that though things you definitely want to look at is what is causing stress to happen inside of your body is it because your hormones are off is it because there's something in your genetics that we need to know about Do you have a parasite potentially in your gut that comes awake and it's causing these reactions to happen? Is it because you have leaky gut? So any of the food that you're eating leaks into your bloodstream, and now it's causing an inflammatory reaction, meaning during sleep, there's this hidden stressor that causes you to wake up in the middle of the night because your cortisol will spike. So it's sort of some of these things that you have to be aware of. Um, But yeah, food, um, exercise, keeping stress low as much as we can, and really just making it so our body and our system isn't running on overdrive all the time reducing coffee whenever we can if you're a big coffee drinker and you're trying to get off of it without going cold turkey check out a coffee called four sigmatic they're kind of a mushroom coffee but they're really good they got some caffeine there's sort of a gateway to getting off you can use apps like brain.fm to put your brain to relaxation mode um yeah. that's really good where you wear headphones you can also use an application i like on the computer is amazing there's one called uh flux but The one that I like more, it's a new one. Oh, you have it. Awesome. Yeah, there's a new one that I just discovered. It's even better. It's called iristech.co. So I R I S. T E T H dot C O. I think it's only two or three bucks a month, but like it does not only dimming the, the light on your computer, but also like the screen flicker rate and all these other ones that set on a timer where closer to bedtime, it'll just automatically dim for you. So you combine that with blue light blocking glasses, like a couple hours prior to bedtime and you will like, it's lights out usually. And it's interesting because usually, you know, we're, we're awake up until 10 PM. Let's say that's when we normally go to bed. But if we wear these blue light blocking glasses or these, different uh, blue light um, screen reducers will find your body actually getting tired sooner and people don't know, know why but that's actually when our body is naturally tired so those are a couple, a couple things too you can also do like an update, um, that can be good you can put your bed on a about a three inch incline from where your head is that can help you sleep better without going to the science of it all it's it's to help with the drainage while you sleep with your lymphatic system um yeah those are probably the biggest ones that people can do is to get started. We can go way more advanced on this yeah. stuff, but you have to be realistic. Yeah. No,
0: man, that's, uh, that's crazy. You got, you got, you, you gave a lot of tips here. So, um, so that, that's amazing. Thanks for, uh, for sharing all these tips and I have some questions. So first of all,
1: the first thing is like four or five hours before going to sleep, you don't eat anything. Four or five hours. It's a lot. Yeah, you can, I know it's tough. A lot of people say like, man, I can't do that. I only have one hour before sleep that I have to, then I have to yeah. uh, go to sleep to wake up for work the next day. But yeah, you know, ideally four to five hours. But what I would say is this is like, if you could like an ideal meal would be something like, let's say you had a steak with, vegetables, and a sweet potato, this is known as carb backloading. This is a little bit more advanced, but it's interesting, is if we have a good source of carbs, so like it could be white rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, nothing that's like sugary. What this will do is the carb will increase our serotonin, also like our blood sugar, which will help us get to sleep easier. It'll help us relax, but it will increase serotonin, which is a precursor to melatonin. That'll actually help us um not only get to sleep but also stay asleep too so if you are going to save your carbs if you're going to bed let's say 10 11 p.m try and have your last meal around 5 or 6 p.m you can go towards 7 p.m everybody is different though i mean this is obviously a cookie cutter approach the only way to know is if you experiment with yourself and just see like try this time eating every single night for a week journal the results try the next week and see what works best
0: yeah yeah no definitely i think everyone is different and you even mentioned it in your course uh, the, the sleep chronotypes, right? Everybody has an animal. Uh, there's, I think, there's dolphin, lion, bear, and uh, wolf, right? Yeah, uh, that's what yeah. you said. And yeah. and so I like that idea because honestly, mm. I've seen tons of entrepreneurs who are, you know, they sleep, they uh, they don't sleep as much, and they get extraordinary results. Yeah, and man. other people, they want to do like the the whole classical, like four a.m. or five a.m. They're up, and yeah. then they the the, the, the whole thing. So what yeah, do you think about that? Do you think someone, do you think an entrepreneur can still be successful and can still operate at at full capacity, even if he doesn't really sleep as as good or like, look at Trump. You you get that example, for example, Trump, he sleeps yeah. like three or four hours
1: or something and he's good yeah. He's 80, he's, he's yeah. energetic. He's... So what do you I think? Know. He's good to go. He's a, uh, yeah, so. The, so Trump is one of the lucky ones. There's about one or 2% of the population who are just genetic freaks who can only sleep like two or three hours a night and they can just go. So, I mean, everybody knows those kind of people. Like they're the best partiers. Like they can stay up and then like the next day they can work like a 12 hour shift. No problem at all. And they can do that for years on end. The issue with that though, is it, you can start to develop, you know, certain risks of diseases, for example, because we need proper REM sleep for, you know, not developing Alzheimer's and everything else. Short term, it's okay if you can do it. But for the majority of us, 95% of the population, um, we need, and again, it's where we have to experiment to see what works best for us. But my philosophy is this, I'm not, you know, I'm not a stickler saying, okay, everybody has to get to bed at this time and wake up at this time. But if we can increase the quality of those hours of sleep, especially for entrepreneurs who sometimes don't have a lot of hours to sleep, we can sometimes make someone who sleeps six hours with a super high quality better than, them sleeping eight to nine hours at times and if we can do that now we free up two hours each day multiply that by 365 days a year they have a lot more time on their hands that they can use that's not the ideal goal we want them to feel the best way that they can but another thing that you touched on is yeah so there's different chronotypes and you know every single one of us is you know genetic genetically wired to sleep a certain way and to wake up a certain way. And that's why we are all unique in our each own way. And one way we can see this, another sort of scale is there's morning people and there's nighttime people it's called the morning lark or a night owl. And you can actually do a genetic test on yourself to see which one you are. Now, the interesting thing is a lot of people have been following the same schedule. Like, let's say they, they've been waking up at like four or 5am for like five, 10 years. They're like, yeah, of course I'm a morning person. Like I've been doing that forever. The thing is, though, is they've just been following that schedule for so long, they think that's their normal. But we run a genetic test on them, and we actually see they're a night owl. They're better to work later into the night and then sleep in a little bit. And so now what we do is we shift their schedule just a couple hours later. And so you know, instead of waking up maybe 4 or 5 a.m., maybe they wake up at like 7 or 8 a.m., and then they start getting their peak work done by about 10 a.m. But now they stay up later. And What we're able to do with this 50% right away because we get that crazy.
0: Yeah, but that's uh, that's super interesting. So some people, for example, they they stuck to a routine for 10 years of like waking up at 4am. But then when they yeah. found out that there were a different chronotype, porno- actually, uh they got better results, like waking up later and, you know,
1: starting the day later. That's what you said. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So once we can get a genetic match between what our genetics actually need, are we a morning person or are we a nighttime person? And then we can match our environment to that and our daily schedule to that. We can improve our productivity so much. It's where we have a mismatch between what our genetics need in our environment. That's when we can, we're not you know, achieving peak performance and getting our full potential out of that through just quick, quick little tip. That's kind of interesting. If 30% of the population is a morning person, 70% is a nighttime person. And so that's, you know, that's interesting to consider, interesting. you know, that most of us, especially with the nine to five job are waking up in the morning. But if we just shift, like they've shown studies they you, you shift employees hours, just a couple hours later, their productivity shifts juice through the roof so but it really depends on you especially when you're a high-performing entrepreneur every single percent count so that's where why having genetic tests is, is pretty valuable
0: yeah yeah and how did you because i don't know if you had that too in the beginning but i still have that where like when when we're around like 10 11 p.m midnight something like that i start having that mindset of like i want to do one more piece of product productivity you know i want to do one more email one more dm one more thing one more video to check out and yeah. it's always like that entrepreneurial spirit of like, I want to do one more thing. I don't want my day to be mm-hmm. over because I need to stuff to, to do stuff. So how do you yeah. overcome that mindset of like? Shit! I need to go to sleep now, even though I didn't finish yeah.
1: everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's really hard being an entrepreneur, especially for us personality A types. We just want to get as much done as possible, and it's almost as if we we don't finish that last email or that last project, we have to finish before we go to bed. We think that we're going to bed like with a failed day, essentially. But think of it this way: if if you feel your mind getting tired, that, that is that should be the time when it's time to shut everything off. Because if you don't do that, you should really get yourself one hour at least for your mind to just quiet whether you're closing your eyes listening to an audiobook your mind has to go from fifth gear sixth gear down to first gear if you want to sleep better now if you if you wanted to take like an hour and a half an hour before bedtime to put your brain on overdrive to finish that one thing you're going to decrease the quality of your sleep. Now, the following day, you have, let's say, 12 hours of decreased performance. So if you look at that ratio, like one hour compared to 12 hours, sometimes it's not worth it. In the time, it doesn't seem like it. You're just like, well, I'll just drink a coffee and get on with it. Mm -hmm. But think of it, it's like the analogy I said before with um, dividends. Think of it like you're paying yourself money in the bank, but you're going to sleep. So when you wake up, you can get the dividends the very next day.
0: Yeah, so you you catch you cash in your sh- your ships uh, earlier to 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 learn yeah, more. Yeah, totally. Labor. That's just it. Yeah. Okay. Bingo. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great analogy, like the sleep debt and the yeah. banking, like the the analogy yeah, yeah. Of banking and sleep and all of that. <laughs> uh, I like yeah. that, and I like what you said. Also, that was very interesting. That that was the first time I heard it. It was in your course. It was mm-hmm. one hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. Is that is that true? Yeah. Like is that yeah, it's, yeah, it's,
1: crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, people who get to to sleep after midnight uh, usually will see diminishing returns. Versus if you get one hour every one hour you get to bed before midnight, usually equals about two hours. Obviously, everybody's going to be different. If you're a night owl, then maybe you can stay asleep a little later into the night. Versus somebody who's a morning person, then you know they benefit a lot more. So it just depends on you. But generally, you know, the overall lesson there is getting to bed earlier is better than staying awake later, and not putting your body into overdrive so figure out like what is your ideal baseline like let's say you had no alarm clocks let's say when you wake up you're able to go into the sun a couple hours before bedtime you could go in the dark find out what your body's natural rhythms are and what is the time that you wake up without doing this genetic test and let's say you just don't know and once you find what that baseline is try and abide to that you i think a big thing here too is Listening to your body as much as possible, we sometimes just get in the way with so much logic. But if we can kind of tune into your intuition, like, does my body feel tired right now? The scientific word is called interoception. The better your interoception is, you can tell your body, okay, it's time to go to bed now, or it's not time to go to bed now. And then when you have that match, it'll just reward you so much more. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, developing that intuition to listen to your body and knowing where yeah. to cash in and stop working and, and just go to bed. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And, and what are some of the, because we, we've touched on it a little bit, but what are some, the what are some of the other parallels between, you know, uh, improving your sleep and relationships, dating? What are some of the things you've noticed? Like in terms of, you said the polarity, mm-hmm. you've said all of these things, but like, what are some of the main benefits and some of the main, um, uh, Things you've noticed
1: maybe in your clients or in yourself when you have better sleep uh with women. For sure. Yeah. So depending on the relationship, like let's say somebody, you know, they're just trying to get into relationships in terms of the pickup game. You know, when you're doing cold approach or anything else like that, obviously, you know, having just better, you know, creativity, better comebacks, you know, just saying the right thing at the right time, that's very important. But now when you're actually inside of a relationship, you know you're you know it takes two people to tango and it requires you to become the best version of yourself in order to you know understand what the other person is feeling being able to read social cues you know not saying the right the wrong thing at the wrong time Um, I've just seen a lot of people that I've worked with, especially younger, like guys in their twenties, thirties who are entrepreneurs, they're just always driven and they're always looking to get things done and they, they burn all of their gas in their business. And then when they get home, they're absolutely exhausted or maybe they're angry and then they'll take that out on their wife or their girlfriend. But what if you just had so much energy throughout the day that by the time you did get home, you just effortlessly felt like you had all this energy. And so your bucket wasn't empty by time, you know, you saw your spouse or whatever, and Because as a result of that, maybe you're able to finish your day earlier and you can spend more time with them or do the activities that you want to do, or at least you don't feel stressed because you don't have this guilty feeling that you didn't accomplish the day. Now your girlfriend or your wife is like asking you to do things in the back of your mind. You're like, I just have all these things to do in my business. I do not have time to do stuff with you right now. So if you can just, you know, get more done a short period of time, you have more time to allocate for them and also just more time to become a, a better person overall. See, uh, One thing also is the relationship between cortisol and
0: testosterone, right? Because once mm-hmm. you have yeah. less stress, you have less cortisol so testosterone goes yeah. up. And so even if in your uh, sexual performance, in your confidence, like you show up better, right? Uh, stuff like yeah. that as well, I guess.
1: completely yeah testosterone especially for young guys it is the most important thing for us to have energy to grow muscle and to just be dominant in terms of our behavior you know our, our motivation our drive our ability to think um like if you if you find yourself waking up and you just do not have that much energy and you're drinking coffee and you still don't have that much energy, it could be your testosterone's low. Even if you go to a doctor and get a blood test done and they test for total testosterone, it might look okay, but there's other things that they don't test for. And that's you know one thing with conventional doctors that I sometimes have an issue with. They're great, they save people's lives, but there's so many... You know, the testing you do is for the mass population. It's not sensitivity-based testing. That's why I like doing a lot more of this private stuff. But there's like total testosterone. There's your free testosterone. And if your free testosterone is low, it could be because your SHGB, also known as your sex hormone binding globulin, that's too high. That's lowering it. Things you also want to look at is like albumin, magnesium, zinc. Just There's a whole range and array here. But like you said, if your cortisol, your stress hormone, generally is too high your, uh, testosterone is going to be lower too. And so your body at any time is going to be in an anabolic state or a catabolic state. So is your body building up from recovering or is it breaking down and feeling stressed and things like that? And so obviously you can work out, but if you're putting too much stress in your body from working out, that is going to cause more of a cortisol response. Um, So there's a lot of things to do here, but overall, the lower our cortisol can be, the higher our testosterone can be, and the better that we can just, you know, perform in every single day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed too is, and you mentioned, I think in the course is, you know, saunas and jacuzzis and those type Mm -hmm. of things like sauna. Um, yeah. when you go to the sauna regularly, etc uh, you can, that, that really relieves also the, the cortisol, the stress. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed it because here in Estonia, I'm, I'm yeah. in a cold country in Estonia and Canada also is pretty cold usually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, here we have a lot of saunas. Like every time I go to the gym, I go to the sauna. And if I, even if, even nice. if I slept like six hours after yeah. I do a sauna,
1: I feel, I feel like I've slept eight hours and I'm good because I, I don't know if my it, body, and I feel like in yeah. a bubble. Yeah. totally yeah and that's all to do with inflammation really when it comes down to it inflammation cortisol using the sauna they're showing like if you can do that every single day it increases like all rate mortality it decreases it by like an insane margin i remember dr ronda patrick was talking about it but like just overall how we feel our mood our ability to focus if we didn't get enough sleep our body's going to be more inflamed going in the sauna even better doing like a hot cold plunge so if you could go in like the sauna go to a cold shower back to the sauna yeah. Um, do that a couple rounds. That's another good one too. Um, But yeah, that's one of the best ways to reduce cortisol. And think of, think of thinking of it as active recovery versus passive recovery. So, do you relax your body from just sitting down, watching Netflix, cracking open cracking open a beer, and then going to bed after, or? are you going to like do this active recovery with a sauna or taking like a hot, cold shower or like an Epsom salt bath or a meditation or like a walk in the woods, things like that. You could, if time is money, we can get, you know, recover body so much more quickly through these other means of doing this more active, active recovery approach. And the sauna is one of the great ways to do it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and do you think an entrepreneur can sustain, like, do you think it's sustainable for an entrepreneur if he's a night person to sleep every every night at, like, let's say 3 a.m. and to wake up at 10, 11. Is it sustainable if he has a, a good quality of sleep overall?
1: Like, is it sustainable to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, some people's just natural rhythm in their body genetically we will do a genetic test and we'll see that they're a nighttime person. They say they go to bed at three and they say they feel awesome and they don't wake up at all throughout the night. They go to bed at three. They wake up at, you know, 9, 10, 11 a.m. They have energy all day. And now they're able to work from, you know, let's say noon till 2 a.m. if they choose to, Um, because that's those are their peak performance hours, too. You know, we're, sometimes we're just brainwashed that we have to wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. And that's when we get our peak performance done. For some people, though, it's midnight for some people. So there's really no wrong thing here. It's it's really what works best for you.
0: Mm-hmm. interesting interesting and so what one more question that i have for you is um because i was wondering basically you had I, I saw in your course like you have a lot of gadgets sometimes that you can buy to improve your sleep right you have a lot of yeah. like you, you mentioned earlier like the, the blue light blocking glasses and this and that and so what is something that you bought for less than fifty dollars that really mm-hmm. benefited you like anything else for sleep something mm-hmm. less than fifty dollars that really changed it changed the game
1: for you in terms of sleep for sure for me it was probably blue light blocking glasses um my favorite brand probably true dark you can even just go onto amazon but that's just one of the easiest things where you can just pop them on your eyes a couple hours before bedtime and you're just going to save yourself hours of um you know bad sleep and you're going to get quality sleep instead but also getting like some of those i mentioned before brain.fm iristech.co like those are just a couple bucks each month and those are just so incredible it's just gadgets and software that just run in the background essentially um to to really improve all those elements there's other ones you can definitely do with too but start with the start with the basics and then once you do that you can start getting more advanced if, if you need to
0: Mm -hmm. And do you still need, um, you know, blue light blocking glasses, even if you have the software
1: that you mentioned or fLux? Good question. So I like the blue light blocking glasses because let's just say we were in a dark room and we just had our computer screen on with the blue light, um, uh, reducer on with the software, it's not too bad, but if you're like with the lights on and you're walking around the kitchen and whatnot, having at least those glasses on can really save you, you know, at least that light getting into your eyes, but it doesn't hurt doing kind of that double approach between with the blue light blocking and the glasses it's, um, I've noticed the difference myself and other people have too, but it, again, it's just personal preference.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Do, do we still have like t- uh, five, 10 minutes
1: or. Yeah, for
0: sure. Okay okay. Uh one more thing man is like what is your like who was your main inspiration when it comes to when it came to sleep like who did you learn from the most like mm-hmm. was it maybe it's an author or someone you you know or
1: a mentor like who was it that really yeah. influenced you the most in terms of sleep. Yeah great question. So I think the most popular one was Matthew Walker. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast Why is experience. It he was incredible. Yes, Why Sleep Matters. And he talks, you know, he's amazing. Like, first of all, he's just, you know, between his British accent and how he speaks about sleep, he kind of brings this childlike wonder to sleep. And, you know, sleep is truly so fascinating. We think sleep is just this thing where we close our eyes, open our eyes, and we get on with it. But sleep is, you know, in terms of the science, it is so in its infancy stages, like they really don't know why from like a survival point of view going back in evolutionary psychology, like why do we actually need to sleep? Um, so they're just kind of discovering some of this stuff now, but you know, every single week I'm seeing new things come out about sleep. And I think, you know, we know a lot about diet and we know a lot about fitness and exercise, but sleep is that one that's still missing. And we all sleep anyway. Like a diet, a new diet, a new exercise regime, that could be a little bit difficult. I mean, going to the gym, you know, or a completely new diet, if it's easy if you work on it. But compared to sleep, we're doing it already. It's only a personalized, few personalized tweaks. So Matthew Walker really kind of brought this childlike wonder to it. I remember seeing him on Joe Rogan for the first time. I was still kind of getting into sleep before that. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. It was crazy. I remember... Every single one of the comments in Joe Rogan's uh, video, people were like, this is so cool. Like, I, I just never saw that before. So that kind of gave a testament to like, wow, I can really make a business out of this too. And people resonate with it. Um, he was one in terms of the sleep. You know, there was Tim Ferriss. There was David Asprey. There was um, Ben Greenfield. He was another one. Um uh, Andrew Huberman is one that's more recently the Huberman lab podcast. That's excellent. Tim Ferriss though. He's probably one of the, you know, original early adopters in some of this stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, functional medicine doctors at the same time, but yeah, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, but these ones were really iconic for me and the whole biohacking community. That was big too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you mention uh, Dave Asprey, right? Or did you, yeah. did you mention Dave Asprey? Yeah. 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 That guy has like the coffee brand. Yeah. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Bulletproof this. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you try his, um. Is Bulletproof coffee with like the um, the butter and everything like, does that, did you do that yourself
1: or? Um? Yeah, it's, I'm actually glad you mentioned this because when people drink coffee, it can actually create your body to to create more cortisol and adrenaline, actually stress your body out more. So if you didn't get enough sleep, you're drinking coffee, your body is jacked up a more and more. You think you're more alert, but underneath your body is screaming at you. Like I just need to rest right now. And that's why when we run, you know, hormone testing on people, we can just see everything is tanked and it's no wonder they can't sleep. but coffee with when you add butter and mct oil or like um hybrine octane oil or any of these things good forms of fat inside of your coffee instead of when you drink coffee black without anything in it you get like a spike away. when you have um, forms of fat so like mct oil or like butter in your coffee or ghee in your coffee you're going to slow release that coffee so instead of being one short spike it's going to be this gradual up and this gradual down and as a result it's going to be less stress on your body to do it. And you won't get it as much of a crash too within the afternoon. So, and it's also great for your appetite. And you can also do intermittent fasting with that because it substitutes your hunger. So it's a really great shortcut to have that in the morning. 90 minutes after you wake up, you want to have your first cup of coffee. And then after that, uh, yeah, you're usually you're good to go until 12, 1, 2 p.m. If you have it with that butter, because in that coffee with the butter, there's a lot of calories in there. So it's um, great for ketosis, losing weight and everything as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It lasts a lot longer when you add fat to the coffee and, uh, and all of that. He talks about, I remember he talked about the fact that he, um, he went to like a, a, um, to a Tibetan. No, I don't know how how we say it, but like he went to like an Asian type of country and he found like those, those people in mountains drinking this special tea. And, uh, and that was, that was how he came up with the idea of the bulletproof coffee. He found like, he found people in Asia drinking this type of tea with like some fat in it. And he found that they they were like they were having crazy yeah. energy uh, with that. Yeah, that's what it's came a, up with it. yeah,
1: yeah, it's amazing. You know, there's there's so much wisdom in a lot of those ancient cultures that we haven't discovered until you know more recently. But uh, yeah, it couldn't be more more true. Yeah.
0: So one one more question. So if you can,
1: yeah. if you could turn back to your 18
0: year old self, let's say right now, yeah. you're you're I guess you're twi- late 20s, right? Or late 20s. Late 20s. Okay. So, so if you could, if you could turn back to your 18 year old self, like what would you tell yourself? What would you, what would you say to the old, to the young writers?
1: Yeah, I would say to myself, you know, I was really stressed out in the early beginning and like every single, I was just, I was just, I think too hard on myself, wanted to go too fast, not to my time and enjoying the journey. As cliche as that was, I wish that if I could go back in and just enjoying the ride more, like everything was going to work out as it was, just enjoying it more. You're going to meet the right people. You're going to find the knowledge. You're going to find the answers you need. Everything is going to work out fine. As long as you're continuing on the path and you don't quit, everything is going there. So I had to give myself, you know, just looking back more, um, you know, a little bit more um comfort that way. And also the second thing I would say is instead of focusing on like business tips and like all these different t- tips and things like that in books, that's incredible. But instead formats, then as a result, you can still do those business tips, but everything else is just way more effortless. And you can get like twice done in half of the time. Yeah. No, definitely. I've
0: noticed that myself too. Great uh yeah, yeah. great one. And so awesome. And so one more question is yeah. um basically what what do you think what do you hope, you know, um, like the world would look like in ten years? Like, wh- what do you think, you know, with the advancements of technology, with the advancements of biohacking, of science, etc.? What do you think the world's going to look like in in ten years and all of that with AI, with the
1: rise of social media and all of that? Like, what's what's your take on yeah. that, on, on the world and how it's going today? Yeah, it's it's a great question. You now, where the where it's all headed, I think you know, as much as there's crazy stuff happening. In the world right now um, and where, where they speculate things are headed, I think equally with technology and like I'm also a biotech copywriter. So I get to speak with a lot of CEOs in biotech to see where these things are headed with like multi millionaires and some billionaires investing into these companies of like anti-aging and like biometrics and robotics and all these other things. Just what I've seen is truly incredible where they are apparently going to be able to make you live for a very long time. Um, potentially reversed age and that's so that's on that part but how i just see things like on a day to day level is you go to your doctor you maybe just scan your finger do a quick prick blood test and it will tell you exactly like what is your inflammation like what nutrients are you deficient in? Um, what is kind of the current state of the test where they, you know, they can just scan it. It tells you everything about your body and it's computerized to the point where it just says, okay, take this, take that, take this. You don't have to necessarily see a doctor. Everyone can become their own doctor. And it's just... You know, it's personalized healthcare, ultimately, we don't have to wait lots of time to get some kind of scan done. But you can see all this stuff um in real time, and know exactly what to do. And just know your genetics, know your hormones, know everything at, at one period of time, and where those deficiencies are. And by doing that, and just making the process easy, you can, you know, just sleep better, get the body you want, um, and get everything else you want in your life hmm So you said instead of going to a traditional doctor,
0: we're going to be able to have this, the personal health care, like we're going to be able to be our own doctor with technology and all of that and have everything we
1: need. That's
0: what you're saying. Yeah, also?
1: yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot. I mean, maybe you have to see a specialist to interpret some of those things. It'll be interesting what the future holds, but yeah, I mean, ideally you would just look on your phone or um, some kind of 3d, 3d reality we'll be in and just be able yeah. to see, you know, every single one of our biometrics in terms of, you know, maybe a disease state, or maybe we wake up and it's saying, Oh, you're not fe- feeling very focused today because it seems like you're inflamed. Okay. okay try some of this drink today. This is what you want to try. And then boom, it's connected to your kitchen where it creates this drink for you. So you just have to drink that. And then you can get on with your, you know, just stuff like that. So nice. having yeah. your yeah. own health integrated with like a smart home, Um, maybe integrated with like stores you can go to that have your profile, you know, it definitely raises a lot of questions, but at the same time, you know, the future looks bright in terms of that stuff. Now, is that five or 10 years Mm -hmm. away? Hard to say, but I think at some point it'll be there.
0: It's great. So you have a pretty positive take on the future with technology, et cetera. You're pretty optimistic about that. You're not like too gloomy or negative about, uh, because, you know, in 2045, you know, Ray Kurzweil, the the technological guy from Google, the director, he says, yeah, we're going to achieve singularity. Between us yeah. and the machines and all of that and with AI. So a lot of people have this take of like, yeah, I man, she, she, I mean, some people have a darker take and some people have this optimistic take of like, we're going to live longer. We're going to do everything. We're going to be able to. So it's, it, it's yeah. great that you have that take, um, yeah. that take as well. Um, uh, now one thing, uh, also is the stem cells. I wanted to ask you about stem cells. So mm-hmm. have you heard of that? What do you think about that? I see a lot of people like Tony Robbins and Dan Bilzerian and all of that doing stem cells in, in Costa Rica or whatever. Uh, and so what would you think about that? Do you think people
1: should do it? Have you tested it? Um, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think stem cells is it's super interesting. It's obviously on the forefront of science right now. I don't think it's reached a mainstream level yet. It's more of sort of the private healthcare. I think the ultra wealthy people who can afford it are doing it. But the people who are doing it are just seeing tremendous results. Like I heard Joe Rogan talking about how it was injected into his shoulder. I think like once every so often, it's like he has full mobility now uh, where he doesn't have that pain anymore. But I mean, think of just people who have had joint pain or just a deterioration of their cartilage or their, any like discs in their back. And now they can start regrowing that and, and doing something again. So I think, you know, other things with technology is they're able to, you know, regrow specific things like a, a disc, um, like in a laboratory, whether it's with 3d printing or something else that's identical to your biology. And, you know, they don't have to find like a donor for an organ or something like that for you. I think through, through stem cells and different technology like this, a lot of these things are going to become possible where we can restore Again, but until that time comes, until you can get it by focusing on your health, your sleep, everything you can do that's in your control, you can minimize the risk of any of that kind of stuff happening to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, uh Riley. And yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up because you you have a lot of things to do and myself too. But uh it was super interesting, man. Thank you so much for everything. Where where can people find yeah, thanks? Where where can people find you right now if they want to improve their sleep, get to the next level?
1: Where can they find you? Definitely. They can go to my website, thesleepconsultant.com, T H E, sleepconsultant, or Facebook. And then you can also email me directly at Riley, R I L E Y, at thesleepconsultant.com. Okay. So
0: thesleepconsultant.com. The and if they want to message you, email you, Riley at thesleepconsultant.com. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. So yeah, go check his work, guys. He has amazing material. And I highly recommend working with him if you're struggling with sleep and you want to take it to the next level. And apart from that, yeah, I mean, it was great having you, man. I'm going to keep watching your course because I'm still in the middle. Awesome. Uh, but, uh, cool. yeah, I've learned a lot so far. And, um, you right. know, it really gave me a lot more motivation to sleep, uh, sooner, but it's hard, you know, cause I'm, I'm a DJ. I DJ a lot. Like even tonight, I'm oh, going to oh, DJ cool. from like nine, nine to 3 a.m. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's yeah. hard because like, you know, that that's my rhythm. Yeah, it is. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quality matters most. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah but but thanks man thank you so much and yeah quality over quantity that that that's something interesting too because you could have 6 hours of sleep
1: and you could still manage yeah. to have a quality sleep if you do it correctly. Yeah totally yeah get to bed at 3:30 a.m. and you can still you know get great sleep um with the quality of those hours but yeah really appreciate you having me on and uh yeah hope uh people learn a lot today. Thank you man. See you soon Riley and we we keep in touch. Thank you.